Hello and welcome to a new episode of the IAS podcast. In this podcast, Lynn from Belgium will ask Aya from Morocco about how and why she joined IAS and how this has changed her. Enjoy. You can't build peace on empty stomachs. Let's bring one and one together. I watch the world from your point of view. Hello everyone and welcome back to the EAS podcast. My name is Lynn. I will be your host again for today. And right now I am here together with Aya. Aya all the way from Morocco. Hello. Hi Lynn, how are you doing? Well, it's a pretty nice evening here, so I'm enjoying the evening. I hope you are too. Yes, I am. It's a lovely weather right now. Great to hear. Very great to hear. All right, Aya, for those who don't know you, can you give like a really small introduction of who you are? Yeah, sure. So um, I am Munir. I'm from Morocco. I'm actually 23 years old. I study agri-food industries engineering, which is related to food science, and the Agronomy and Veterinary Medicine Institute in Rabat, the capital of Morocco. I've been a member of ES for like three, four years. I really don't count one year because of the COVID. I kind of lose my time in uh, repairs. And yeah, I'm the membership officer, a member of the control board of ES World, and I'm also the national exchange coordinator of ES Morocco. Okay. So, in short, a really motivated, very passionate person already. Uh, has done a lot of stuff in ES. So let's start with the beginning. How did you actually join ES? Well, first, I can still remember, I wasn't a member of ES Morocco and they had an exchange week. And during a party, I was invited. And one of my friends was like, you know, it's really cool that you should really join this association. And it's made for people like you. I said, who are people like me? He said, cool people, open-minded, active, motivated and everything. I was like, yeah, maybe I can give it a try next year. And then Omar, the actual president of ES, since we go to the same school and we're classmates, he's been to the WOCO in Croatia. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool. You get to know people from other countries. You get to learn many things. I should really join. And I talked to Omar about it, and he was like, yeah, you will follow my path. This is really interesting. And yeah, this is how the idea came. And I joined AIS, and I don't regret it. It's one of the best things I ever did in the university so far. Wow, that's a passionate story. It all began with a really nice party, and you really learned a lot, I think. So... As you are really, really motivated in it and you're already talking about following a certain path and really finding impactful people that are like-minded, did it, did it occur to you to really start doing something in the association with all these ideas? Yeah, so the structure in EAS Morocco is that you have to join one of the cells uh, and I chose projects because doing projects was nice. Uh, it could be social events. Projects is 
kind of the VCP, the Women in Agriculture and No Food Waste projects we know in EIS. And I joined the cell. We had a fundraising for the projects. We had a projection of a movie and we used to sell uh, stickers and movie tickets to people in our dorms. We, we had really fun organizing and doing the movie projection. Then came the first event, and it was the EXCO meeting. It's the meeting where the national EXCOs from every country meet. It happens once a year. It's one of the constitutional events of EIS. So preparing for the event, it was really interesting and really stressful. But when it happened, it was more stressful. When it came to real life, many people got lost. Many people got overwhelmed you can never know what happens it's like you're running in different directions not knowing where to go what to do who to call but at the end when you have an like an overview it's the best thing you you could ever do like i learned a lot of things first of all the opening ceremony started by inviting the ambassadors we as students inviting ambassadors to our opening ceremony, that was a wow. You meet nice people, you invite your teachers, the people from the university, like the direction, the like whoever you used to think of someone really interesting you could never reach, you meet them and you get to talk about EIS and they say how they are proud of you and your mates and how they like how much they liked this event. Then you get to meet little by little the people you have invited from different countries. And that's where the magic happens. Like you're there for the general assemblies, workshops, maybe trainings, free time, joking, serious things. Like it's all mixed up. It's a lot of feelings, some good vibes, hitting the road together, chilling. Then you have to ask people to be in time. Some people are older than you. Some are much younger and you're in the middle, not knowing how to behave because we all come from different backgrounds, different cultures. But at the end, it's really amazing because you realize you made a friend in every country and that you have a home and a house wherever you go. Some became more than friends, they're family. And I, wouldn't, I would never, ever, ever forget one of the people I met during that event because we have travel together we have stayed in three different cities we have done a lot of different and various activities we went to the beach we went to greenhouse we went on visits and it was really incredible i really cannot express the love i had for those people and how memorable the event was even if it was stressful sometimes i cried sometimes my other Teammates were crying, shouting, organizing, while the people were inviting and were invited, and they were asking for the smallest details, like toilet paper, while while they were in shit trying to do the food for the trade fair, and you know it was all mixed up, but it was really cool knowing what is trade fair, the event that happens in constitutional or even non-constitutional events of yes where people meet and they expose their traditional clothes and food 
And then you get to taste all the food from all over the world. And then you see the clothes. But the secret about the trade fair that people should know is that you have to steal the flags. When people put the flags on their tables, you have to steal them without the person knowing. And it shows how many flags you stole. And then your EAS country gets to keep them. So I guess we stole many flags during that trade fair and we're keeping them. That is indeed EAS in a nutshell. <laughs> it is a story like the Exco meetings go. It sounded like a lot of chaos, but also a lot of fun. It must be really impactful that you get to know um, people who are actually having a high function that you probably never would have thought that you would ever meet. You actually get to be close with them. It seems like you will have learned a lot from the more serious lectures but also learned a lot about friendship and about being together with people from all kinds of different cultures. And it sounded amazing. And I am pretty sure that it really, really was as well. So with that in your mind, with that experience that you have with you, did it lighten up a fire inside of you? Did it, did it, actually give you some kind of motivation because you feel it feels like you are really emerged like you are you're feeling so well in the activities that you did that you want to do something bigger with it yeah definitely during that event i met people from different regions so i know that there was regional boards there was an executive board and the control board things we things we used just to hear but like i discovered it because the vpf vice president of finance who was george from greece back then came to the event so we get to have a talk about it and i was motivated to meet other people uh, in other regions so i had to take my experience on another level And I tried what we call the QB, the quality board. It's the, every member of the executive board has a quality board. It's a group of people who work together with the president or the vice president. And I chose to be the event analyst in the quality board of communication with Festus. The Festus is the vice president of communication for this year. And he also was for the last term. So we were two people as event analysts. And the weird thing is that in the whole quality board of communication, I was the only Moroccan among uh, Indonesians. And I really liked and loved how they all respected the fact that I couldn't speak uh, Indonesian. So not even one word was said in Indonesian in our meetings, it was all English. And that was really incredible. Like they showed me a lot of respect and I was respected in my team and I loved the vibe. Everyone was hardworking. Everyone was satisfied. And Festus made a great leader because he was giving us tasks to do and receiving feedback from us. And it was a kind of exchange of knowledge and experience. I learned many things. 
even the silliest and the dumbest things like how to schedule an email. I didn't know that I could send an email tomorrow now. And this is one of the tiny things I could learn. I learned to make designs. I learned to make um, materials for events and how events should work, not only within ES, but intern like in general. Then, uh, um, after my term as a quality board member, I wanted to move on another level and experience another thing. And that's where I got the idea of applying for the CB, the control member. So during the last WOCO, I applied for the member for a CB member control board. And along with Amel, who's from Morocco also, and Jonathan from Belgium, we got to be the, the actual control board and I got to be the membership officer. So the membership officer is the person who takes care of the membership of the countries of the EAS committees around the world. Since we have many statues as frozen, excluded, full and candidate members. But it's not only this, we also have to evaluate the work of our executive board and release the, the CB report. Yeah, we should release the CB report every quarter. A quarter in EAS is three months. So, so far we have released two CB reports and the third one is going to be on May where if we evaluate and say what we think about the actual EB's work, the executive board. And I got to evaluate Omar, the president and Festus, the vice president of communication. It's my second year working with Festus, as you see. First, I was a member in his team and he was my leader. So now it's me supervising him. It's weird how roles can change in ES and how much things could change. One day you're just a member, the next day you're the ES world president. It only takes motivation and the guts to apply because we ask for a lot of documents, motivational letter, video, uh, apply on this, fill this form, send this one, receive this one. It gets you demotivated sometimes because it's a lot of papers, but it's really worth it. You really get to learn and understand many things. I believe those are very wise words. Indeed, you need a lot of motivation, but it when you're really motivated, it doesn't also feel like a lot of work because it's intrinsically your your will to actually apply to those positions and to really give your fullest potential towards that position. I just want to clarify for listeners who would know the executive board is like actually, you can say uh, a board of all of the vice presidents that have a function all over EAS worlds. So Aya currently is in the control board of the executive board, meaning that she supervises the ES leaders, basically. <laughs> so yes, that is a function very high, actually. And I believe she does it very well. 
you said in the beginning that uh, the last year uh, of like you were in EOS for a couple of years and you excluded one because you felt like, you know, with the COVID situation, that doesn't really count. Did, did a lot change in EOS because it is an international organization and it's a lot about uh, exchanging experiences and cultures. And I feel like that's a really hard thing in pandemic situations. Definitely not. During the pandemic situation, we all got some free time and we stayed home, we stayed online, connected. And that's when I got the most time to meet more people from EIS than in real life. It first started with an idea. It was, if I'm not wrong, it was Manuela from Croatia who proposed to teach Croatian Hrvatsky to people online. Then we ask people from different countries and regions if they want to teach their mother tongues. So I was teaching French and I was learning Spanish, Croatian. I got some Indonesians and Japanese. Some few classes of Greek also. It was really interesting because now wherever I go, I can say hi, how are you in a, in a different language. Then we, we decided to have online events. So it first started with the EXCO meeting online, which happened in three languages, and it's the first time happening. It was in English, in French, and in Spanish. And I was helping organizing it. And then the ITC... EAS training committee had the what we call the EAS training month. It was a whole month of trainings, and I didn't think twice to apply because for me the trainings are a kind of break from the professional world where you work and you have tasks to do, to learning how to do your work better. You work on yourself, and it's it's all about soft skills. They teach you really interesting things from communication to time management to understanding your feelings to expressing yourself. It's really various topics and trainings. And it's some, I could say that it's the best thing I ever did in during the quarantine because I got to know myself, know who I am, what I'm doing, what I'm willing to do, and how to do most of the things. Then it was the time for the WOCO, our, our World Congress. It's the biggest event that happens every year also. So I was the chairperson. It's like the person who guides the general assemblies, who gives the word to this person, then this one. So everything goes as it's supposed to be. It was a few days of general assemblies and we used to say, stay in front of our laptops for hours and hours. It was different time zones in every country, but we were all there to discuss the matter of EIS and to take it forward. And yeah, now it's a bit lighter. We can go out and uh, 
I kind of miss being locked in to have all my time for AIs. I understand that it really was a time where you can also connect with a way broader public, so to say, because everyone is indeed online. And even though you're all in different places, you're also in the same place as well, like on the net. So um, yes, it definitely gives opportunities to connect with people who you otherwise might not have connected with. Did EAS actually change the way in how you're doing stuff? Because you already talked about trainings and that really is all about personal growth and something, something like those trainings can really um, change you as a person or actually not quite change you, but help you to become more who you are. Did EAS in general have that same impact for you? Did EAS change me? Yes, definitely. The trainings, uh, I learned many things from the trainings. Um, I, could give, I could give one example. Uh, stress management and mental health was one of the trainings I would never forget since I'm a person that stresses too much quickly and they cannot control it but then I just do the breathing balloon which is to breathe calmly for five minutes and then imagine a balloon getting bigger and smaller and this is your chest and it makes me feel better every time I stress otherwise I get to do a to-do list and then check the small box next to every task when it's done it's a kind of tracker i even have a bullet note that i'm keeping every day not only this but i also learned many things about sustainability about climate adaptation and um, changing my ways of living and then using more sustainable things, such as changing my plastic water bottles to glass ones, so as not to use plastic anymore, not wasting paper anymore, and not throwing away them when I'm peeling fruits and veggies. I'm using it for composting. It's a lot of things that I would never have the time to list just learn from people from different places and then you get adapted to live a better life and you're thinking for the upcoming generations and the upcoming people in other places, not only in your country. So you bigger your vision and as we say, think globally, act locally. And this is what I'm doing right now. And that is indeed one of EA's slogans and I believe Think globally, act locally is a really nice sentence to end this podcast with. Thank you very much, Aya, for all of your wisdom, for exchanging your ideas, and I hope we can meet again soon. Yeah, thank you so much, Lynn, and thank you for having the idea of having this podcast so we can learn from other people and we can listen to what they have to say and what they do. Thank you so much. And those kind words are the end of this week's episode. Special thanks to Aya for telling her story and to Lynn for doing the interview. The podcast has been produced by Thomas and me, Ardi, 
promoted by Festus and his team, and was sponsored by Wageningen University and Research. Thank you for listening, and we'll meet you again next week with a new interview from a different continent. You can't build peace on empty stomachs. Let's bring one and one together. I watch the world from your point of view.